0: BAM Radio
1: Network. Because holidays are such an important part of children and families' lives that to pretend that they don't exist is to pretend that a certain part of children and families are, does not exist.
2: Students need to understand something about the customs and traditions of the folks that they're sitting next to for 180 school days every year.
3: Celebrating holidays are sometimes taking the back seat, and uh, along with the pressure to do it right, teachers are really not paying as much attention to it, and probably are not wanting to spend as much time with trying to do it right.
0: Hello, it's time for Teacher's Aid, strategies, tools, and tactics for the challenges teachers face. I'm Ray Pika. When it comes to celebrating holidays in school, can a balance be struck between a desire for inclusion and the political correctness that has PTOs banning red, green, or blue juices at the annual holiday party? Is it possible to observe holidays while remaining sensitive to other cultures, or should we just pretend holidays don't exist? That's what we're talking about today with Julie Bisson, Maurice Elias, and Lee Colbert. Welcome, and thanks for being here here. If they're going to cause such a fuss, shouldn't we just ban holidays in school? Julie?
1: Well, I don't know about banning, but I think we do want to be really careful about celebrating in school. Not so much because of the constraints around school requirements and so forth. And of course, I'm speaking particularly from an early childhood perspective, but because we want to be respectful. So there can be a difference between learning about someone's tradition and even learning about the celebration hearing from them or their family about how they celebrate versus engaging children in the actual ritual or the celebration, which in some cases may not be so appropriate. But I think there are ways and there are times when it's appropriate to include a celebration. It just needs to be done well.
0: Can holidays be used as a way to explore diversity and promote multicultural education? Lee, what do you think?
1: Oh,
3: absolutely. I think it's a very important part of exploring multicultural uh, diversity and Bringing in different cultures and asking people to come in as guest speakers is really important, especially in the elementary schools. That's my background.
0: All righty. Maurice?
2: Yeah, I I think that students uh, sit in classrooms with uh, people they hardly know. And this really is just not good. I think that students need to understand something about the customs and traditions of the folks that they're sitting next to for 180 school days every year. And I don't know that we always have to think about guest speakers. I think having parents and grandparents of students come in can be really Illuminating, not to mention the rich diversity of people within a school staff bus drivers, secretaries, security workers. There are a lot of folks who I think can have their experience brought into greater awareness on the part of students. And it would
0: be very enriching. Julie, do you think holidays can be used to explore diversity and promote multicultural education at the early childhood level?
1: I think they can be an important part of a multicultural or anti-bias education approach if they're done well. What often happens in the early childhood setting is that holidays are used as the focal point for learning about a culture or a group of people. And for young children who don't quite have the cognitive flexibility that older children have, what can happen is that they internalize or reinforce some stereotypes or some bias that they might have about a group of people. Um, so I think we have to be really careful about them not being the focal point or the entree point for early childhood in the early childhood setting.
0: Okay, so if they're done well. So tell us, what does that look like? I can tell you what
1: it doesn't look like, which is sort of picking the sort of the very surface elements of a culture through the holiday and exploring it in terms of costuming and dance and food and so forth. I think when it's done well, it looks like learning about what children and families celebrate in your classroom or in your program and hearing from them about the ways that they celebrate or practice. And then encouraging them, just as Maurice has said as well, to come into the classroom and talk about those practices. And then the focus becomes, this is another way that we're learning about the similarities and differences within the children in the classroom.
0: But why no costumes, dance, and food if those are part of the celebration?
1: Well, it just can't be the only way that you talk about a culture or a group of people. Um, so I think we have to be really careful about them not being the focal point or the entree point for early childhood. Got it.
0: Lee, how would you like to see holidays handled in the elementary grades?
1: Well, I like to see classrooms that reach out to
3: other classrooms, other schools, other countries. And it's really easy to do these days using Skype or other types of video conferencing tools. I've done that. You can use free services like VoiceThread. And there's classrooms and teachers all over the world that are very willing to jump on that and have their students speak to you. And, you know, of course, you have to take the time zone thing into consideration. I've done lessons like that. And the students get such an enriching experience out of that, and they actually get to then take those relationships a little bit further and start to maybe email each other and build friendships, maybe exchange care packages with each other, and it becomes a real world experience as opposed to making a diorama or a poster or something that's really not as meaningful.
0: I'm curious, have any of you ever run into a problem with uh, parents not wanting? Even any mention of a holiday. Yeah. Tell us about that, Lee, just quickly. Years ago, probably
3: about 20 years ago, I did put on a little show with my first graders. And in my efforts to be fair to um, Hanukkah and Christmas, we had the children uh, sang songs. And I had Christmas songs and Hanukkah songs. And I remember a parent saying to me, and I didn't ask the students what they celebrated. I felt it was important to not. Ask them and just have the, all the kids sing all the songs. And I remember a, a parent complaining to the principal that she didn't want her child being a part of one of the songs that she wasn't, it wasn't part of her family um, tradition. So I think sometimes parents don't realize what they're doing to their children by
0: expressing those feelings. So we have to educate the parents as well as educating the children. Okay, Maurice, what would you like holidays to look like in secondary schools? Well, I think ultimately we have to think about this developmentally. That's really important. It can't be a
2: matter of each year, each teacher deciding what they want to do on their own. The idea of acquainting kids with traditions and values really needs to be done in a developmentally sensitive way with some sequencing so the kids every year aren't hearing the same thing. I think that just goes back to the decision that schools have to make about the importance they place on transmitting something more than academic content knowledge to kids. And if they value values and traditions and want kids to get that sense, then taking the time to think about from K to 12, how a district wants to sequence the kids' understanding about traditions using a a monthly, once-a-month format is is something that's really very feasible and can happen in different ways uh, as people come together and decide this is really the way they want to see it.
0: So, in terms of opening communication with with families, with a holiday like Halloween coming up, and, and many people are opposed to celebrating Halloween, Julie, what action would you take in terms of communicating with the parents?
1: We use a combination of strategies, actually, to make sure that we reach all families and are in dialogue with all families. And we have, at the beginning of the year when children enroll in the program, families complete a pretty extensive holiday questionnaire, giving us some details about what they celebrate and how, and if there's anything they're not comfortable with in the classroom. And then as individual holidays, and it's true that for Halloween, some people are really uncomfortable with that being recognized or celebrated in their child's classroom, we would begin dialogues with parents about what they feel comfortable with. We would share some of our strategies. This is what we're planning on doing. This is what we've done in the past. This has been really successful. How does that fit for you? And then have that back and forth until we reach a place of comfort so we can move forward.
0: And if there are those who say no, 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 do you ignore the holiday rather than exclude a child?
1: Well, we wouldn't ignore it, but I I haven't, in my experience, ever had a situation where we we had to completely stop and couldn't move forward at all. We might have to change our plans a little bit. We might change slightly what we're going to do in the classroom, but I've never had a situation where we've had to completely halt, because if we're really, truly committed to that respectful conversation, we can come to a place where everybody feels comfortable and move forward.
0: Okay. Maurice, did you want to add anything to that? Well, I would say that at this point, if
2: The conversation hasn't taken place. Teachers certainly need to communicate with parents what they are planning to do. But this really is a matter of school policy and not individual teacher volition, so that teachers should be clear about what their colleagues are doing and
0: what their leadership recommends uh, and not
2: feel they have to go out on a limb here.
0: Very quickly, what final thoughts would you like to share with our listeners? Julie? I think
1: the one final thought I would like to leave, especially thinking about the early childhood setting... That's how important it is to work in partnership with families around holidays. Because we're truly committed to an anti-bias approach in our program, for us that really means inclusion. So for us, we want all children to be able to participate in all the activities. So we don't want anybody to have to be excused from a celebration or from a conversation because it's not something that their family is comfortable with. What I want to do is have conversations with families to find out where is the point of feeling comfortable. Um, If we did it this way, would that be okay? If we did it this way, would this feel in line with your family's values or your family's beliefs. For me, one of the great benefits of including holidays in the early childhood classroom is because you have an opportunity to have these conversations where you can learn more about each other um, and develop a deeper relationship and learn more about the ways that we're similar to and different from one another in a respectful way where everyone feels included.
0: Maurice, your final thoughts?
2: Yes, I think as a complement to anti-bias is the idea of respectful understanding. I I see no reason in the world that kids should not have a respectful understanding of other customs and traditions, even though they don't have to participate in them or agree with them. But if they walk around without actually understanding the things that they somehow have a visceral disagreement to, uh, it's not going to serve them well in an increasingly globalized world. So I advocate for... Uh, respectful understanding, and the holidays are a powerful vehicle for that. Emily. Lee?
3: Yeah, I agree with um, both Julie and Maurice that uh, respectful understanding and, and not ignoring the existence of the holidays and open communication is really important. And I think in this world of whitewashing everything, we tend to ignore what causes us to be uncomfortable. I'd hate to see our Celebrations completely go out the window because somebody's offended or somebody's uncomfortable. I think we need to find a point, like Julie said, that we're all okay with and help our children understand compassion and empathy and learn about the world.
0: Okay. This is... Just a great conversation. and I wish it could go on, but I thank you, Julie, Maurice, and Lee. I appreciate you helping us to sort this all out and hope this is just a beginning point for my listeners. Thanks so much for being here. Society is becoming much more globalized. No longer are we insulated in one-culture neighborhoods like the one in which I grew up. Today, classrooms are populated with students from all over the world. And as Maurice said, all too often these students don't know anything about one another. That certainly doesn't help prepare them for a future in which they're likely to be interacting with people of other cultures in their workplaces and communities. So no, we can't ignore holidays and celebrations in schools or pretend that eliminating red, green, or blue juices represents inclusion. That's nonsense sense. Rather, as my guests indicated, we can use the holidays and celebrations of our culture and others to promote anti-bias and respectful understanding. So do you see that like button on your screen? Yes, right there in front of you in the pop-up box. If you appreciated this segment of Teacher's Aid and would like to keep the shows coming, please click that thing for me. Thank you. This has been Ray Pico with Teachers Aid, offering solutions to the challenges teachers face. Thanks for listening. This program is produced by Jack Street Media as part of the Affiliate Nanocasting Network. Thanks for listening.